a lot of times as children, we get trained to what I call trade little love for big love. So we learn that when we get good grades and we act Mm -hmm. nice, we get love. Mm -hmm. And so it turns into this big cycle of achievement that a lot of adults have where I have to achieve to feel good about myself. I can't just feel good about myself for (laughs) who I am. And so we end up with this cycle of like constantly trying to prove ourselves to our bosses and our partners and everyone around us by how much money we make and how much, you know, how healthy we are in our house and all this stuff that really as parents, our job is to offer kids unconditional love or big love that Mm -hmm. I love you when you're, when you're having a tantrum and I love you when you're acting nice with grandma and grandpa. I love you no matter what. Hello, Blissful Parenting audience. Hello, everyone out there. So excited to be here today. I'm Michelle Abraham, your host of Blissful Parenting Podcast and our Blissful Parenting Weekly Lives. And I am joined today with Mindset and Meditation Coach Dawn Hefner. So Dawn, welcome to our show. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are super excited to have you with us as well. There's just so many things that we want to dive into and and talk to you about today. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for joining us on this live. If you have any questions, feel free to put them in the chat here. We can see the chat. And uh, we have some great resources that Don has provided for us today, which we will put in uh, the comments after after we go live. So super excited to dive into mindset and meditation tools for kids and teens. Now, there is some craziness going on in the world right now. And I think what I know about meditation is that it is something that can help calm and create peace in within our inner selves and our world. And I'm just excited to hear from you, Dawn, about what are some things that you think that we should be doing now if our, you know, in our homes, just given the current situation? Yeah, great, great question. So one of the things I think is just really addressing the emotional well-being of everyone in your home. So I know many of us were raised, there's a fly in here. Many of us were raised that your emotions are some kind of problem to basically cover over. You know, we we might've been taught if we were a male, for example, don't cry, don't be a sissy, toughen up. If you're a female, you might've been taught to be nice, be kind to everybody. And a lot of that taught us to like stuff our emotions and not express them and then to feel guilty about having them. So as a young boy, not only do I have emotions that I'm fearful or scared and I feel sad, but then I feel guilty for having the emotions because now I'm being told by the parent I'm not supposed to display these emotions. So I think there's been a real turnaround in expertise and knowledge and understanding what that does to our bodies. So one documentary I would really recommend people check out is called Heal. It's H-E-A-L. It's a documentary. I believe it's on Netflix. And it talks about how our emotions actually affect our physical health. So every chronic disease that we have is basically caused from emotional stress at some point. So whether it's exacerbating another condition like cancer or heart disease or diabetes, or it's the actual cause of those things is that over time, as we stuff our emotions and don't address them, it creates like a, think of it kind of like a ulcer or like an all balling up of, you know, responses within your body. And then that causes physical illness over time. So it's a great documentary. I like to think of it like 
I always teach people that we're all energy, mm-hmm. even though a long time ago we were taught about matter versus energy. Basically, everything's energy. It's just moving at different speeds. And so my whole body is made of energy and a bunch of empty space. And emotions are just energy in motion. Mm-hmm. So emotions want to move through us. Mm-hmm. And that's the healthy way to handle them. But when we stuff them and box them and push them down, that's when it creates disease. So mm. it didn't ease the body. I love that explanation of it. And I think that would be really a powerful way for kids to kind of understand it as well. Um, that it's like with that visualization of energy moving through us. Yeah. Uh, I like the way you explained that. That was great. Um, so what about it for kids, you know, uh, as adults, we understand, you know, the power of meditation and, and why we should be doing it. But if we haven't really been exposed to it, or our kids haven't really been exposed to it, what would you suggest would be like the best way to start, you know, integrating it into some mm-hmm. of the things that we do? Yeah, I would start very, very small, whether you're an adult just getting into it. And then especially as a child, you know, the first time that you start meditating, I would only try to do it for a minute, just 60 seconds, maybe, and then do it. And as an exercise with your breathing. So I like to teach people mini meditations. So you can either do like a counting breath meditation where you inhale for a count of four. So you'd go inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four exhale, two, three, four, you just do those rounds for 60 seconds. And then notice if your energy, your nervous system feels more calm than when you started. And it will, it will. The other thing you can do with kids is that's kind of fun is do peace in your pulse, Mm -hmm. where they just find their pulse with their fingertips. Mm -hmm. And then you just, you just track your pulse Mm -hmm. while you breathe. And then just sit there for 60 seconds. So it's kind of nice to give them something to focus on, like either accounting or the pulse. Another thing that you can do is your hand over your heart Mm -hmm. and then just close your eyes and do deep breathing. Mm, Yeah, it's kind of a grounding. It works especially well when you feel anxiety. Mm. because anxiety is a feeling of it's almost like we want to leave our bodies. Like we feel very (laughs) anxious and we're like, I don't like this feeling. And you're trying to almost run away from your own body. Mm -hmm. So by putting your hands on your heart, it reminds you that you're grounded in your body Mm -hmm. and And it's warm your hand and your, yeah. Yep. You're safe in your body and then connect that with your breathing. And it just brings a groundedness and a safety to that feeling. So that can help. So just really starting very, very small. Another thing that's really good that you can do is do some guided meditations with your kids Mm -hmm. right before bedtime. You can even do it laying down. A -hmm. lot of people think that meditation has to be done in this really uncomfortable (laughs) cross-legged position (laughs) on the floor (laughs) with your back straight. It doesn't. It can be done in any position that is comfortable for you. I do recommend you don't fall asleep or, you know, if you find yourself falling asleep, you get a little more adjusted and alert because it's supposed to be a conscious experience. Mm -hmm. And, but a guided meditation before bed is great with kids too. Again, you can pick a short one. There's Mm -hmm. some really good apps out there. One of the best ones is called Insight Timer. It's I N and then site as one word timer. It's free. And then you can search by the type of meditation you want to do the Mm. length of time, the topic, and then pick something that's appropriate for you to do together. Cool. What's a good amount of time for kids? Like you said, start with a 60 second one. Is there like, should we keep them under, under five minutes for the kids or is there any particular timing for the kids? 
as whatever they're comfortable with, if they want to do it longer and can go a little longer, the longer that you do sit there in that state of being calm and connecting to yourself, the more benefit you get. Mm -hmm. Um, But if they can even just do five minutes, if they're younger, that would be amazing. And if they can start to recognize the thing I always hear about meditation from people is it's not just when you're meditating that is what I feel good when I'm meditating. It's when things happen outside of your meditation time. Mm. And you start to recognize when your nervous system gets agitated. So whereas before people would have something happen that was emotional in their life and they would have a whole afternoon or as adults, sometimes we have two or three days of spiral of like emotional Mm -hmm. self-talk and Mm -hmm. playing out role playing about what happened with this person and how (laughs) she's gone. And, you know, you can wake up three days later and finally get out of your funk and go, oh my gosh, right? But what meditation does is it lets you see the pendulum is swinging out of balance faster Mm -hmm. so that you can come back Mm -hmm. faster. So it's not that you won't have those things that still get you off kilter, but you will recognize that feeling being different in your body more quickly Mm -hmm. and then have the tools to come back. So you'll end up feeling a lot more powerful over your emotions, being able to cope with them, accept them as they come in without resisting them. The other thing I would say about emotions is just how many times have people resisted an emotion, resisted an emotion, resisted it. And then if you just let yourself sit down and cry, you're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have it out. I'm just going to ball my head off about this. Now I've got time. And then you feel better. Yeah. So it was the resisting the release today. Yeah. <laughs> not the not the emotion. So that's right. That's oh, that's a great that's a great idea. And so is there anything that we can do when our kids are in the middle of uh maybe a, a, an emotional meltdown? Let's call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we can call it many different things, but let's just call mm-hmm. it an emotional meltdown. Is there anything right there in that moment that we can do that would really help them like just kind of diffuse the situation? Yes. The calmer that you can be. As they get escalated and agitated and reactive, they want you to react like they react. Mm. They want your response to match their level. So the more that you don't do that, the calmer that you are, the less reactive that you are and just holding space for them. So if they want to lay themselves on the floor and beat on the floor, you just sit there calmly and don't even, don't try to stop it. Don't try to fix it. Just let it happen as long as it needs to happen. Just let them know I'm here for you and you're, you're okay. You're safe. Keep them safe if they are you know, banging against something, but then just hold space for them in a calm way as long as it takes without trying to control the outcome and control mm-hmm. them. Later, it's better to have a conversation with them of, okay, what's a better way to express your emotions other than that way? Or how can we talk about things before you get to that escalated level? Mm-hmm. But when you do have emotions, it's okay to feel them. It's okay to express them. And your family and this home is a safe place to do that. And you're not going to be judged for that. So that's great. Yeah. I was just envisioning back to yesterday an explosion in my house over getting a bathing suit on to go swimming in the lake. And it ended up with my four-year-old screaming at the time. She's a happy girl normally, but just screaming at the top of her lungs. And I just didn't, I didn't react to it, but I did give in to, she wanted me to come upstairs and help her get changed. I did give in to going upstairs. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh yeah, I should probably just like let her have her moment, moved on with something else. And then she would have finally just kind of let it go probably. <laughs> so that's good to know for next time. Just to let her have her moment and then we could talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I think the important thing is just remaining calm and then recognizing you're not perfect. So sometimes you yell and then it's time to apologize later and say, you know, I didn't handle that situation the way I would have liked to. I apologize for getting angry and, you know, let's talk about it and I'll try to do better. There's actually a really great video going around right now. If you just Google, I wrote it down. It's just dad holding space mm-hmm. for toddler with a tantrum. And it is so powerful. This dad holds space for this small child throwing a tantrum and he's so calm and so loving the entire time, but not trying to intervene, just displaying this calm, loving nature. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's really powerful for people to watch. Just put that in the chat box for those of you listening that were wondering about that. Um, yeah, that's great. And I think it's good for us to, to see someone else modeling that as well, because I think when, if we grew up maybe with parents that were a little bit more explosive and that was how they learned how to deal with things. And that's how we learn how to deal with things. And it's nice to be able to try to break that pattern. <laughs> and I love what you said too. And I think this is an important part of owning up to it saying, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I made a mistake. I got angry and, you know, let's like, I'm going to try to do better as a parent. I think that's really important for our kids to see us owning up to those things and not being perfect as well. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not about not correcting them, you know, so you, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any fear that if I let a, a toddler throw a temper tantrum, they're going to become a 17 year old that does it. Yeah. We're still going to correct the behavior. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to do it in the right moment with the right amount of calmness and exchange rather mm-hmm. than right at the heat of the heat right. of the tantrum. At the heat of the tantrum, they can't hear you anyway. <laughs> they can't hear you. Yeah. Not no. a good time to do that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I love this. I would love to hear a little bit more about what you do in your work, Don, and how you help families and kids with meditation and um, and their mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I do one-on-one coaching and then I do groups. So I teach classes on meditation Mm -hmm. mindset. I teach a meditation class um, that's a guided meditation and um, lead ladies through that. And then I work with um, teenage girls um, on a sports team and help them prepare their mindset and meditation for their sport. One of the most powerful exercises that I've ever done with kids, teenagers, is I take them through getting into their ego mind. I try to describe the difference between what's our ego mind versus our loving kindness, our intuition, because everyone has this internal voice in their head. And a lot of people think that voice is them. Like that's who I am is this voice like berating me all day long and telling me I'm awful. And so to try to get people to understand that that voice is not them. What I do is I give all of the teens their own slip of paper. And I just ask everyone to get into that ego mindset of when you're having a really bad day, you're being super hard on yourself, write down what the voice says to you in your head. Just all the ugly words, you're ugly. You'll never amount to anything. It's a wonder. Nobody likes you, whatever, you know, your voice says to you. And so people write those down. Then I gather them all up in class and then I shuffle them and I read them anonymously out loud. And it's what's so powerful about this exercise is the realization for the first time for some people that the voice inside my head that's so mean to me that I think makes me so ugly and unusual and damaged is the same voice that other people have. Wow that it's like scattered throughout the whole room and that even the most well put together person that you think has no problems has Mm -hmm. the same voice in their head. I mean, I have, you know, teens crying at the realization that their best friend feels the same way that they feel about themselves because they thought Mm -hmm. it was only something they dealt with. And then it's really powerful to know, wow, if we all feel this way, then maybe I don't have to listen to that voice. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, that would be amazing to see that take place in a classroom setting. Right. And I'm sure the kindness that came, comes out out of that, knowing that each person has those same sort of thoughts in their head, how much more kindness and love they would give to each other than instead of being mean. Cause you know, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. I do sessions like that with groups. And then mm-hmm. I also have a podcast that's guided meditations. So if I do a guided meditation, I record it on the solstice space podcast. And then I also do a technique called rapid transformational therapy, which we're talking right now about kind of how to manage our emotions and our conscious thoughts. But a big part of human behavior is actually subconscious. Mm-hmm. 95% of the things that we do come from our subconscious. So RTT digs into the subconscious through hypnosis and then reprograms you for more positive messages. So as children, we received a lot of messages from our environment that we like hard coded into our brain and mm-hmm. we operate on and we don't even know it. Yeah. And so sometimes those get in our way of relationships and, you know, being um, brave, taking steps like opening a business or changing careers. Sometimes we're just really held back by those limiting beliefs that we picked up. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain time of kids ages that, you know, those limiting beliefs are formed? And then like, is there some tools that we can do to help them like not like crush through them earlier in life so that they don't have to deal with it later in life? Yeah. <laughs> Two to 11 is when they are sponges that just absorb mm-hmm. everything. They're actually operating in a different brainwave state than we're operating in. They're not in the beta state. They're in, I think it's alpha and theta state. Mm-hmm. And they're absorbing these messages subconsciously and programming them. And so there's no way to quit the programming. Like it's going mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but the biggest thing is to just make sure that your messaging is as positive and neutral and expansive as it can be. Mm-hmm. So messages like right now, people are dealing with finance problems and health issues and fear. Mm-hmm. But when we say things out loud, like, I don't know if I'm going to, I might get evicted next month. Our kids mm-hmm. internalize that. And then they, they say, okay, jobs are scary. Money is scary. Things are uncertain. And to some degree, it's okay to have a little bit of that messaging. But when you hear that every day and really program that in as part of your being, it's Mm going to hold you back in the future. Mm -hmm. So things like we don't have any money. Money is hard. It's hard to hold on to. It's hard to get. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't afford to buy groceries. You know, all of those kind of things are things that develop a child's subconscious programming. And it's not to say that we can change reality if that's your reality, but being conscious of the messaging of, you know, yes, things are difficult now, but they won't always be difficult. Or Mm -hmm. even though our finances are unsure right now, we're still here together as a family and we always have love and we always have each other. And no matter Mm. what happens, we will find a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Making them, uh, you know, remember that there's love and safety. Love and safety is like their main concerns in that early age of life. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And family belonging, right? Yeah, love and safety and acceptance. And a lot of times as children, we get trained to what I call trade little love for big love. So we learn that when we get good grades and we Mm -hmm. act nice, we get love. Mm -hmm. And so it turns into this big cycle of achievement that a lot of adults have where I have to achieve to feel good about myself. I can't just feel good about myself for (laughs) who I am. (laughs) And so we end up with this cycle of like constantly trying to prove ourselves to our bosses and our partners and everyone around us by Mm -hmm. how much money we make and how much, you know, how healthy we are in our house and all this stuff that really as parents, our job is to offer kids unconditional love or big love, 
that mm-hmm. I love you when you're when you're having a tantrum and I love you when you're acting nice with grandma and grandpa. I love you no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So. Any good suggestions for parents to make sure that those messages are getting across to their kids? Like, is this something we should be verbalizing or like showing in action or any, any suggestions for that? Yeah. I would say the first thing I would have two recommendations. First of all, take care of yeah. yourself yeah. so that you can bring your best self to your parenting. We're going to have bad days for sure. But the more that you can set aside a little bit of time for your own emotions, checking in with yeah. yourself they can feel stress. They can feel where you are. Even if you don't say a word, they can sense it. And so when we take care of ourselves, then we can show up as a more healthy version for them. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is just treat every child differently. Mm -hmm. Everyone who has more than one child knows they are like different. So different. <laughs> what one kid needs is not the same thing as the other kid needs. Okay. One kid might really respond well to physical touch and holding and another mm-hmm. child might not. Mm-hmm. And so finding a way to connect with them on a way that makes sense for them mm-hmm. and just being very authentic, telling them, I don't have all the answers right now, but I'm here for you. And we're together in this and everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. because we have love. Um, mm-hmm. I think one thing a lot of people have learned is that what we thought was our security was a big illusion. I mean, mm. retirement accounts disappeared overnight, jobs disappeared, housing became unknown for the future, health became unknown for the future. I mean, everything just changed like that. So all of these structures that we've built up as if I have this, this, and this, I'm I okay. <laughs> is an illusion. Mm. And so we need to be able to feel that no matter what comes our way, everything's mm. still gonna be okay because we have love. And we're being mm-hmm. authentic and have each other and we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Even if it means, you know, people moving in together and moving back home or grandparents joining you or you joining them or, you know, yeah. whatever happens that you can work through it as long as you're authentic and connected to yourself and to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. That's really great. So powerful. I just, I, I love the messages that you're bringing today, Dawn, because I think they're so, so needed right now, especially what's going on in the world and so much disruption in families' lives and daily routines and things like that. And, um, you know, any, any last bit of advice for parents that are maybe struggling at home with all the responsibilities right now on top of, you know, their regular parenting work stuff, financial stuff going on. And now also trying to school kids, (laughs) teach them things and be the teacher and all things like that. I think a lot of parents are at their max at the moment. Yeah. The biggest thing I would say is just lower your expectations. Cause again, like the expectations are a false illusion that if you do all this, things will be Mm -hmm. great and you'll feel good. And then you're successful. You don't have to do all the things and that you've built up in your mind to create success with your children. What they really want is just your energy to be connected to you, for you to be authentic. And you don't have to give an effort for that. You Mm -hmm. just have to show up as yourself and connect to them. So that's great. I such good advice. And you have a couple of great gifts and resources for our parents today. So can we talk about those for a second? You have, um, what's the first one? I think the first one was, there is a free YouTube training for kids and teens that's on meditation and uh, mental health. So I give a little bit of an overview about mental health and then how to do meditation and the benefits of it. So there's a link to that. And okay. then the other thing that I'm offering for any of your viewers are, is a $50 off RTT session. 
So normally an RTT session, it's a two hour session um, when you do it and it's usually $300. So I would do $50 off of that for anyone that came to me for that. And even if you just want to learn more about that and do a discovery call, I have a link on my website. I also have a video that explains RTT. So perfect. And I just RTT briefly is, is what exactly is that? So it stands for rapid transformational therapy. And it's basically a session where we go back to childhood under a hypnotic state Mm -hmm. and hypnosis is not scary. It's just a a certain brainwave state that we get into that's similar to meditation. Mm -hmm. You have complete control over the whole situation. I don't control anyone, Mm -hmm. Um, but it allows us to go back to the subconscious memories and unlock the meaning that you derived from those. So for example, say someone grew up in a family that was poor and didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I had someone bring up a memory where they're opening the refrigerator and there's no food Mm -hmm. and they know they can't ask for food either because they know the status of their family and they're seven years old and they're feeling the emotions as the seven-year-old of, okay, I'm hungry, but I can't ask for anything because Mm -hmm. I know how my family is. And as an adult during the session, you're witnessing the emotions of the seven-year-old and then being able to heal her and know that that's not you now, that you lived through that. And although that was part of your upbringing, that's not you now. And different things are available to you as an adult. And it unlocks the restriction, the limiting belief that was placed in there when you were seven. So we go back to four memories kind of like that, that are similar, whatever your subconscious brings up for you. And then we put them together and then we reprogram for more positive beliefs that are more helpful for you. So things like I'm not food deprived. I have an ability to get food. I have a home that is safe to live in. I don't have to have these limiting beliefs about money and safety any longer. Mm those kind of things. So we reprogram and then you listen to that recording for 21 days in a subconscious state. And then it starts loosening up those limiting beliefs. So we do it for all kinds of things. So things from fear of public speaking to anger issues, to weight issues, allergy and gut issues, I'm trying to think what else, test taking for kids, mm-hmm. the big one. So yeah, almost anything. That sounds awesome. I mean, I think how great would that for every adult to go back and get rid of all those, what we call the weeds, right? That have grown in there. (laughs) Do some gardening, right? (laughs) Exactly. I love that. I think that's so great. Okay, awesome. And what I'm going to do is we're going to put the links to those sessions in the chat box here just just before we say goodbye. So I'm just going to run over and grab the link to it. And uh, I think that's so cool. So if you feel like a session with Dawn, it's so great. I'm going to put your link here to your um, call where you can learn about it. Also in here is a video that you have about learning a little bit more about it that explains it, right? And what is RTF, which I think you, RTT, sorry, Mm -hmm. which is, you did a really great job of explaining it just now. (laughs) In case anyone else wants to know, it's right here also in the, uh, in the chat box here. So thank you so much, Don, for being with us today. I think that was really insightful and uh, just like really great to know that there is a resource like you where we can come to if we're feeling that things are just a little crazy at home and um, how great it is to really integrate some mindset and meditation things into our home for our kids so that they can grow up and really thrive as, as kids and teens. And I love that. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. Thank you for having me. It was great fun talking to you. 
Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com. Thank you.